0: Hi there, Jack McLean here and welcome to Prepare Like a Pro Live Chats. Prepare Like a Pro is a business that I created earlier in the year. We are a strength and conditioning business, working with male and female developing footballers all over the country. We're based in Melbourne and we specialize in structuring athletic development programs as well as physical preparation for off-season, pre-season and in-season training. Super keen to catch up with Josh DeLuca tonight. For those that don't know Josh, he is a Aussie rules footballer. He plays in the VFL for the Box Hill Hawks. Josh made his senior football debut in 2014 for Subiaco in the West Australian Football League, the Waffle, and was a member of their 2014 Grand Final Premiership winning team. He was drafted with a 68 selection in the 2015 National Draft to Fremantle, and he played for the Peel Thunder, who also won a Premiership... 2016 so he's had plenty of success over in the waffle he was then delisted and redrafted twice to Fremantle before making his afl debut in round 14 josh was selected in the waffle state team where he pulled up 29 possessions got a goal and, and was voted the best player for the day winning the simpson medal and in 2019 was selected with pick one in the mid-season afl draft at carlton football club where he played six games and kicked four goals, but unfortunately was delisted by the Blues and now remained in Victoria playing for the, the Box Hill Hawks. So really keen for this chat. I can't wait to hear Josh's story and thanks for those that are joining in. If you're listening, feel free to send questions in as well. We'll have a time for Q&A during this chat so you can send questions by using the question button at the bottom. Here we go. There you go. I'm very good, thanks. I'm here
1: in, in Perth now doing my quarantine. I just got here two days ago. Oh,
0: all right, uh, quarantine for the full 14 days. That's still the go? Well, I think so. We'll find out. But, yeah, the,
1: the day after we got here, they announced that you, can, you don't have to quarantine from the 8th of December, which is
0: relatively oh, annoying.
1: But, <laughs> yeah, we'll probably stay in lockdown past that date.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, this might be your first uh, live chat, but you might be doing a few. Maybe it's a new segment about the start. The Dr. Luca Show. I'm definitely spending a lot of time on Instagram, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, Thanks for joining us, mate. We'll, we'll crack straight in. A few people are starting to join us. If you're listening, don't leave it all to me to ask the questions for Josh. Feel free to send through some questions. We'll have some time for Q&A later on. But take us back to the beginning, mate. Really keen to hear your story. When, what age were you when you first started playing footy And uh, as a junior? And then when did you recognise that it was going to be a profession for you? I started playing like both kids, I think, in, in kids when I was
1: probably about five years old or something like that but it wasn't really until i was a bit older i didn't go to like a footy school at all really but i just yeah. played like juniors like any any normal kid and it wasn't until i got picked in the i got into the wa state team as a 15 year old and then that was state school boys and then the yep. state 16s is when it was, it's more an afl academy and that's when that's when i probably realized that okay well i'm in the top 50 or so kids in my age group in in the state and so it made me think maybe it's something I can pursue and yeah, maybe have a crack at it. And so from then on, it was really like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I still wanted to get into university and have that in the background, but it was definitely a goal of mine.
0: And what um, did you, when you had that shift realisation that, yeah, this is something I'm talented with them, um, with the boss, the best top tier players in the state, did you change how you went about it at the age of 15, 16, or was it more just, it was, it was a goal that you sort of set in your head uh, and an ambition?
1: Yeah, so I felt that I was, um, growing up, I was always like, I think I always blame my dad, but I think it was the way I got <laughs> taught how to kick the football was just like not correct. Like I, I used to oh. hold it so weird and I had a really weird technique and the same as my dad's technique, <laughs> like, actually. But one, one thing I did do in preparation for getting into um, my draft year was I, I had a manager at the time, Andrew McDougall, and he sought out a, a kicking coach. And um, okay. I did that through, it was actually an ex-Waffle legend, his name is Murray Cooper. And I used right. to do kicking training with him once a week, which really helped, it really helped me just simplify my kick, my field kicking, uh, yep. goal kicking. But, you know, I'm definitely not a perfect kick and anyone who knows me as a football player would probably understand that, but it definitely helped Yeah, going into that next level and the the amount of pressure that you put under and the, the time and space that you have, you really need to... Be able to execute so it was something that i'm, I'm pretty grateful that my dad and my manager were
0: able to help me out with which was yeah it was really good in the end yeah fantastic so you had a coaching session once a week with andrew was it sorry with murray cooper it, oh, yeah. andrew was my
1: manager but uh, oh, yes, yeah, i did that yeah, he, i did yeah. that uh for a, like a couple months i think leading up to i was like 17 going into my yep. 18th year so
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah, fantastic. And were there like homework sessions that you did as well behind the scenes or, or was it homework. all the work was done with the coach?
1: No, nah, there was no no homework. Yeah. I guess the only homework you ever did was really learning the game plan of wherever you were playing at the time. Once I got to Fremantle yeah. League, there was genuine homework to learn the game plan, actual yeah. written tests that we did from the game plan. Yeah, it was, it was very intense.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. So quizzes? On yeah, the game I- plan.
1: Like written tests, we'd do all, all different types. It'd be like a ball use quiz and that'd be like all these questions on how we want to use the ball or our team defense or stoppage setups. That were the three main
0: ones. Wow, cool. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I was blown away. I came from Subiaco and the Waffle and it was more like just play with flair and just get the ball and do, do. it. wasn't much like, uh, I guess as a 17-year-old, it wasn't uh, really too structured as I like, yeah. had more of an understanding, but I, I didn't at the time. So this was like a real big wake-up call to me. Uh, learning what like well this is what must be what AFL is like and to be a professional footballer you need to really know uh, everything about the game plan.
0: Yeah fantastic that's awesome I mean good for people to hear as well that no matter how well you're prepared there's going to be new things that you've got to adapt along the journey. Were there strong you've mentioned probably a few already but with there other either whether it be family coaches anyone along the way that either mentored you or or were strong influences on your career?
1: Yeah. Definitely. There's, and like any footballer, there's you're going to have a lot of different people who influence you throughout your career. My career is certainly far from over. I'm only 24, so I'm probably still going to have more people that influence me. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I think growing up, it was definitely my old man. He was a massive part of, of my interest in football. And as a kid, he was very competitive and just one of the best for me and just loved football. So he really helped yep. me and he used to guide me as, as a kid. But as I got a bit older and yeah. you get into these uh, more serious competitions and systems in terms of coaching i really found on an intimate level jared Schofield, uh, he was my coach at subiaco lions in the waffle uh, he's yeah. now the assistant the midfield coach at Port adelaide but he just uh, i think he instilled a lot of confidence in me and that was something that i, I, I definitely struggle with especially my time at Fremantle, coming back to the waffle yeah you get to a point sometimes when you're not making the team and you're not getting a game or um, yeah, you, you just feel like you're not good enough and you start questioning yourself and you, that sort of sense of confidence just like goes and it really affects your football. If you don't yeah, play yeah. with confidence, you're really not going to take risks. You're not going to take the game on. you're going to be a bit of a black and white player. It's not going to really get you anywhere. And so I think going back to the waffle after Fremantle, yeah, Jared was just really helpful in that and just gave me a license to sort of do what I what I thought was required. And yeah, it really paid dividends in the end. Um, it ended up getting picked up by Carlton. But in terms of players, I think, I've had two really good ones. Matt DeVore, he's at GWS now. If I want someone to talk about me as a footballer that has played with me, if they said the sort of traits that I thought that Matt had, I'd be very happy. I, I like to think that he, he's just the epitome of, of what a leader should be. And um, he's yeah. not all about skill and being the best player, but it's about hard hard work and standards. And uh, accountability to your teammates, and I think that was really influential. I, I was with him at Fremantle. Uh, another mm-hmm. one with the captain of Subiaco, was Kyle Horsley. He was he was on Gold Coast list for a couple of years, and and now he's just retired from the Waffle. He's a development coach with the Eagles now, which is great for him. But oh, cool. he yeah. was uh, massive influence on just breeding our culture there at Subiaco. And 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 yeah, like I said before, like setting standards and and just leading the way and, on, on like how you should behave and act as a leader in a club and on the field, so,
0: yeah. and, and as well, he was just an insanely smart footballer, so. Yeah, so, yeah that's that fantastic. my main influence, mate. Yeah, awesome. And am I right in saying you were part of four premierships during your time? Of the- yeah, I mean, I've been very lucky, very that's lucky. That's crazy. I couldn't believe it I was reading that. I'm like, it was like year after year, every time you come back into the league. It was actually
1: my fifth year in, of Waffle World Senior Football was yeah. my fourth premiership. So there was wow. one year when I first got drafted to Fremantle where I was at Peel, but I was injured. Peel didn't make finals, so that was the one year I, I didn't get to play in finals. But all the other the other four were grand finals, and that's amazing. It, it might have been five if um, if Carlton didn't pick me up. Dubiaco went on to win that grand final last uh, last year, so no, yeah, last year. So good to five. I'm pretty <laughs> grateful. I got I got the opportunity to play with Carlton.
0: Yeah, and that was in the mid season draft, wasn't it? That year, so you're yes. playing with him at the time. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Geez, that's crazy. Five out of six. I mean, four out of five is incredible. Is there something that you've got? I know, I know you're a leader now at Box Hill. Is there things that you've learnt in terms of whether it be culture or team focus? As you mentioned, strong leadership before with with guys that have had a big influence on you from an individual level. But from these successful teams, are there traits, or is it all is every team a bit different? Did you get a sense after a couple that you're like, well, we've got something special at this club that we can go away? Yeah. or or is it hard to read? I think when you're, when you're with a good team, I think one
1: thing that really sticks out to me oh is God. that training is just as hard as a game. Like, if you don't train the way you're going to play, then I feel like you're wasting your time a bit. When you drop the egos, when you take the egos out of a team and everyone, it doesn't matter if you've been there 10 years or, or two or one, you're all there to compete and uh, earn a spot in the team and uh, nothing's just given. I think mm. a, good, a good culture and a good team, that's sort of in play. You're not just going to get a game just based on your name or what you've done in the past, so yeah i I've really noticed
0: that in the in those successful clubs I've been at yeah awesome so it's got to be earned and and does that start at, does that I don't know if you've heard about it seems like a trend in the game a timing your run type of thing, like how do you juggle that hard work and dedication and you know that grit and time you run at the same time in terms of freshness because it is such a long competitive year yeah like you've been in, you've been in the game now for a few years you've got plenty more years ahead of you how do you manage that element well There's a famous saying, it goes around all footy clubs, there's no premierships won in
1: round one. So, yeah, yeah, having a strong pre-season is great, but I think um, I've learned in the past that going too hard in pre-season can really blow you out, burn you out before you've even begun, and then you find way through the season you can really be struggling or your body starts to break down. I noticed that in in, uh, 2017. I was diagnosed with osteitis pubis in April, and so we'd just done this long pre-season, and I just absolutely killed myself. And I was yeah. running through these and I was in the best condition I've ever been in, I would have thought. But yep. I, it was just wasn't feasible for a whole season and it really cost me. It took, like, sat me out 12 weeks and the season just begun. Yeah, and, it's um, a nasty injury. So, like, when, when you say timing your run, like, I mean, yeah, you don't have to, the premierships are one in the pre-season in round one, but uh, as the season goes on, there's no one, no real thought between the players of, like, you're gonna, you're not going to go as hard as you would later in the year. It's nothing like that, definitely not. But, uh, but yeah, in terms of your own body and, ma- and maintenance, like I think, yeah, a good preseason is great, but you
0: don't want to kill yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a really good message. I think, particularly for young players, when you're wanting to prove yourself, and and whether it be like you mentioned earlier, when you're in and out of the team, and you think you need to be working harder, and if you're in that space, or you're just in a developing space, when you're working on your, your physical side, it can be really easy to, to overwork yourself. That was, yeah,
1: that was exactly me. In it was my last. With my third year at Fremantle, I was getting close to getting a game, but I hadn't yet. So I was really pushing hard to get a game and, and, and stand out. And that was, I was doing really well in the preseason, but yeah. it cost me because then I, I just got injured. But,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, but, but yeah like it's hard for a younger kid who, who just wants to impress and, and be noticed. But, mm. yeah,
0: I guess the bigger picture is that you've got you to gotta look after your body too. Yeah, and I guess there's nothing wrong. Like injuries are going to happen in a the, in the sport like footy. And you, it, it, to some degree, you almost need to learn through your own experience, don't you? Like People will tell you things, until you have your own experience, then you, you do take it on a bit. So it's all part of the, the journey, I'm sure. Yeah. But if you, can, like it, if you can learn a like follow yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, people can tell you, but as a kid, if you've never done, gone through it before, you're just going to be like, yeah, right, I'm, I'll be fine. I'm invincible. I've yeah. never had that, that problem before. I'm just going to go as hard as I can. Yeah. Is that,
0: well, did I just say, is that Stephen Hill to join? Stephen Hill 3-2. If that is hilly, how you going, mate? He's looking for cement. <laughs> Entertainment from you, mate. <laughs> On that, that note, with, face who face are these field. boys? Um, Chris Beal and we won a, prep, uh, a couple of premierships together in Sydney. Got the sick face going. On that note, with off-season and now we're getting into pre-season, what is the focus of yours like, right now in, in terms of this year? What, what's a successful pre-season look like? Well, I think like,
1: like everyone, you, you want to get your running in and that's just a given, I would have thought. But I think the main thing that people just sort of neglect sometimes is, is uh, things like kicking, agility and your strength training, mm-hmm. your weights. Like you would have seen, I'm sure, in, in your time as SNC, people come back from off-season and the quad injuries from not having kicked. And then it's like, yeah, great, you can run in a straight line forever, but it's the, it's the repeat sprints, it's the change of direction, getting tackled and getting back up, physical contact. So if you haven't done your strength training, it's going to hurt a lot more. You're more inclined to do a, a soft tissue. So, yeah, they're, so they're the sort of things I just really try and make sure I tick off while I'm in in the off season and then obviously the running program that's given to you
0: yeah yeah and 2020 not being able to play that must have had its set of challenges like what was a way that you sort of kept yourself motivated i guess or how did you cope with the the year of not playing matt uh, this
1: is the first time i've ever had a year of not playing footy since i was a, a kid and it's really been hard like it's i feel like it's a massive loss of identity and that camaraderie that you have with your mates and at footy and playing each week it's just a big hole and in your life but i think with training i think like most people who went through it in victoria we couldn't even go outside and we could only do a little bit of exercise a day i think two things that were probably the most challenging were maintaining motivation like seeing the, the bigger picture and like it, it's always hard telling yourself like well i'm not playing until probably april next year like what you know what am i going to smash myself today for and like it's a real hard like balancing act you've got other things going on you might have work or family stuff or, or whatever but maintaining that motivation is it was key and I think I found as soon as we could get outside and and be with other people, I I found I caught up with Damien Mercedes, the uh the skipper at um Box Hill and we would we'd go out and do our running together. I think that helped heaps when you have someone else to do it with you push each other a bit more and you get kicking in as well, which is a lot better. I think the other thing a lot of people would have struggled with and I certainly did at times was not having the equipment available to do like strength training. I've seen your setup mate and it's Absolutely incredible! It looks like a world class gym, but not everyone has that luxury. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, a lot of people. Like, there was a time there where I ended up getting some equipment from Box Hill's gym, which was yeah. Yeah, fantastic. But there was a time there I thought I was just withering away. I hadn't done much weights; it was all body weight exercises, and I was just like, "Oh my god, what's going on here?" Oh, yeah. like, I didn't have scales at home. I probably lost a couple of kilos, and it was I was getting worrying. But, but yeah, but other than that, man, we've, we've gotten through, there's, there's a bit of line at the end of the tunnel, and training's and coming sure. back, so yeah, I mean, we all got through, and we all had to go through it, so like, and I'm, I'm not the only one, so I can't really complain.
0: And I guess you'd, you'd have a greater, when you, like when you say, like you hadn't missed a year since, how old were you, so far? I guess, not I was kicked yeah five, so I honestly yeah.
1: never had a season-ending injury, but... Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, yeah, I haven't not played football in this long, for a long time. It would be, I I, be interesting to see how it would go in a game right now. It would be
0: yeah. uh, it's massive challenge. Does it add an element of appreciation and hunger for it, or is it uh, more just it, it does? Yeah. Big okay. time. Yeah. yeah, cool. And it's amazing how much. Some, some
1: days you like, uh, I don't care who you are, every single football player would have days where they're like, oh, my God, how am I going to get through training tonight or today? Yeah. And then yeah. you, when you haven't got it, you're just like, Wow. I actually really miss going to training. And even though if, if you do have those big, hard sessions, it's, I don't know, it just becomes a part of you. And, yeah, really miss it. Really looking forward to really having a good crack and um, getting really, like, fits again would be, yep.
0: would be really nice. And then playing football, playing football yeah. games. Yes, playing games. I mean, that was the hardest part too. It was just practice, just had a lick of the ice cream in terms of practice matches <laughs> and the pre-season yeah. was done. And then, <laughs> yoink, season, get going again. And then, yoink, taken away,
1: like, yeah. Been uh, contracted with Box Hill for over a year now. Played
0: half a game of one practice match. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Blue has sent Josh. What was the best thing that you learnt from your career in the in AFL? The best thing I learned from my career. And while Josh is thinking as well, for guys listening, feel free to use the question button. You can use the comment like Bluey has, but or you can send us a question through by using the question button at the bottom. I, I think I sort
1: of alluded to it before, but I think one of the best things I've, I've learned is one thing. A lot of players come would probably come out of the, the draft, and the young players would probably think there's a level of expectation and that, that you an entitlement that you should be in playing, and you're you've been picked at this number, and you should get a, get a game here and getting gifted games and stuff. I think. In the AFL, I've really been taught the value of earning a spot, and, and I guess I guess hard work, and it, and it's something that's I guess it's a bit generic, but it, it translates into everything you do in, in your life, whether it's work, university, or anything. It's I don't know if you do if you do the basics well, and you really mm. and you really work hard, you'll get results. And yeah, so I think yeah, I think that, that's something I I really learned. But in detail, I guess it, it'd be the actual game of football itself, uh, being in an AFL environment where you. You have got meetings all the time, and you really review your game plan quite significantly. You've you learned the game quite well, and and that and you can take it across to any team you're playing in, really. But yeah, they're all relatively similar, but have little differences. But yeah, actually, learning the game of football itself was well something I've taken out of it as well.
0: Yeah, well answer mate. That's Matty has sent through another question as well. What, what's your advice on a teenager trying to try prove themselves and eventually represent Victoria Metro, Vic Metro? I just try to think back to when I was a, when I was a teenager. I think it's recognize
1: your, your strengths and your weaknesses. That's really important. And then really work hard on maintaining your strengths. Always show your strengths when you're at training and when you're in a trial or um, trying to impress because that's what's going to get you noticed. If you're really fast or if you've got really good skills or, I don't know, if you're really strong and you tackle well, like you have to bring them and you have, to, you have to be able to show them because otherwise they're not, they might not notice you. And then I think once you recognize what your weaknesses are, figure out how you're going to improve them and what you can do to get better because no one's a perfect player and you always want to be developing. And I think recruiters and selectors would really value and appreciate players who they can see that want to improve and, and develop their game and, and have the maturity to recognize those weaknesses that they might have. So, yeah, that's, that's probably what I'd do.
0: Yeah, that's great advice, mate. I would have to say out of all these chats, it's been – most consistent theme is the focus on your strengths and showcasing that and focusing on your energy. I guess it is a common trait, isn't it, like to focus too much time on your weaknesses in a sense and, and attach yourself to that where it's empowering to focus on your strengths, isn't it? It's motivating and you still top up your weaknesses over time. But yep. it's such a such a great message. Love it. Definitely can neglect your your strengths in, in aim to just
1: try be, to get better at the things that you're not the greatest at already.
0: Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. This one's from Caleb. What sort of diet? And this will be the last one and then we'll, we'll wrap it up after this. Have you had dinner already or yet? You... No, I haven't, it's 4.30 over here in Perth, so. Oh, of course, of yeah. time. What sort of diet would you suggest for a 14-year-old who wants their best performance? What, what are some things that you've learned along the way that have helped from a nutrition point of view that you've changed?
1: I mean, at 14, I can't say diet was the biggest impact on, on my football at all. You wanna learn good habits early, which is like eating, you know, having a balanced diet with your proteins and carbs and, and your vegetables. But I can't say that when I was 14 running out for a game, I was, I was doing my carb loading or I was making sure I was, I was getting protein in after a waste. I don't even know how much weights I was doing at 14. But yeah. I think if I, could, if I offer a 14-year-old any advice, it's establish good habits early, like minimise real bad foods, like real junk foods, like your, your takeaway. Like, but other than that, like you'll... As you go up the ranks, I think you, you get into systems that and they, they have dietitians on board and that's where you, you really learn and take more of an interest in, in what you're eating. It's really good that, that you have, have this interest at such a young age. But yeah, I, I think I, at the moment, all I do, one thing I do consistently is I do my carb loading before a, a, a game on a, on a, say for the games on a Saturday. I'll, I'll start carb loading on a Thursday night into a Friday where I get really heavy into my carbs. I'm an Italian boy. I love my pasta. So
0: Fantastic.
1: But, but yeah, I hope, that, I hope that gives you some sort of guidance. But, yeah, I'm probably not the best place place to, to help you out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, you don't want to take it too seriously at that age, do you? You want to have fun and enjoy with your mates and yeah. have fun yeah, with definitely. the game and plenty of time to take it, to take it serious later yeah. on. Yeah, and it, unless you're having, like, troubles with
1: your, your skin folds and, and body fat percentage and stuff, but I, I don't even know 14-year-olds that are, that are taking those tests at that, time, at that age. And I certainly wasn't, and I don't yeah. think it's something you should be stressing about. Your metabolism should be running running pretty good at that age.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. Well, we'll wrap it up, mate. Thank you so much for, for jumping on. 2021, what are you excited about?
1: Oh, mate, I'm so excited just to play footy again and, and play with the Box Hill Hawks. I, I mean, I haven't yeah. I haven't had a, a real crack with them uh, yet. And we've got an exciting list that we're building. And we've got Sam Mitchell as our coach now, and we're aligned with Hawthorne again. There's a new... It's not the VFL anymore. It's the Eastern Seaboard Footy League with... We're aligned with the the NEFL. We got some – so we'll be travelling to Queensland and New South Wales. So I'm just really excited. The new competition, it's going to be refreshing. Can't wait to get stuck into pre-season and, yeah, just be a footballer again.
0: Yeah, for sure. A bit of normality coming back. Oh, it'll be good. I'm looking forward to watching you, mate. Uh, Well, thanks again for jumping on and and thanks for sharing us your knowledge, your experiences, uh, and tell us a bit more about your story as well. That was really good, mate. I'm sure plenty got great advice. Really oh, thanks it. very
1: much Jack and uh, mate love what you're doing prepare like a pro is killing it and uh,
0: really love what you're doing mate so keep it up I appreciate it definitely cheers alright see you later stay, stay safe from quarantine mate thanks we'll catch up cheers guys for listening